Chapter Twenty Four of Balsamo the Magician by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Dauphiness's Reception. On the following day, Campania was intoxicated and transported. The people had not slept through the night from getting ready to welcome the bride of the Prince Royal. Latin, French, and German inscriptions adorned the evergreen arches, wound with garlands of roses and lilac. The royal prince had come down in the night in cog with his two brothers, and they had ridden out to meet the princess from Austria. The gallant idea had not come to the Dauphin of his own impulse, but from his tutor, Lord Lavagion, who had been instructed by the king on the proper line of conduct to be followed by the heir to the throne. Previous sovereigns had also taken this kind of preliminary view of the fated spouse without the veil of etiquette. The eldest prince rode out, grave, and his two brothers smiling. At half after eight they came back, the Dauphin serious as when he started. Provence, almost sulky and artois, gayer than at the outset. The first was disquieted, the second envious, and the last delighted, for all had found the lady most lovely. Thus each betrayed his temperament. At the meeting of the two parties, that of the king and the bride of his son, all got out of the carriages except the king and the archduchess. Around the Dauphin were all the young nobles, while the old nobility clustered round the king. The lady's carriage door opened, and the Austrian princess sprang lightly to the ground. As she advanced toward the royal coach, Louis had the door opened and eagerly stepped out. The princess had so exactly calculated the steps that she threw herself on her knees just as he alighted. He stooped to lift her up and kissed her affectionately, covering her with a look which caused her to redden. She blushed again as the Dauphin was presented to her. She had pleasant words to say to all the royal princes and princesses, but here came a hitch, till the king, glancing around, spied the Countess du Berry and took her hand. Everybody stepped aloof, so that the sovereign was left alone with his favorite and the new arrival. "'I present the Countess du Berry, my dearest friend!' The Austrian turned pale, but the most kindly smile glittered on her blanching lips. "'Your Majesty is very happy in having so lovely a friend,' she said, "'and I am not surprised at the attachment she inspires.' All looked on with astonishment approaching stupefaction. It was evident that the newcomer was repeating the Austrian court's instructions, perhaps her mother's own words. While the princess entered the royal coach, passing the Duke of Choiseul without noticing him, the church bells clanged. Countess du Barry radiantly got into her coach, up to the door of which came Chevalier Jean. "'Do you know who that young whippersnapper is?' he asked, pointing to a horseman at the Dauphiness's coach-window. "'That is Philip of Tavernay, who gave me that sword-thrust.' "'Well?' Who was the beautiful girl with whom he is talking? His sister. And to my mind you have the same need to beware of that girl as I of her brother. You are mad. I have my wits about me. I shall keep an eye on the blade, anyhow. And I shall watch the budding beauty. Hush, said Jean. Here comes your friend, Richelieu. "'What is wrong, my dear Duke? "'You look discontented,' said the Countess, with her sweetest smile. 
does it not strike your ladyship that we are all very dull not to say sad for such a joyous affair i can recall going out to meet another princess for the royal couch amiable like this one and as fair it was the dauphine's mother we were all jolly is it because we were younger no my dear marshal it is because the monarchy is older all who heard shuddered at this voice behind the duke he turned and saw an elderly gentleman stylish in appearance who laid his hand on his shoulder as he smiled misanthropically gad's my life it is baron tavernay countess added the duke here is one of my oldest friends for whom i beg your kindness baron tavernay of redcastle the father of that pair said jean and jean to themselves as they bowed in salutation my lords and gentlemen shouted the grand master of ceremonies to your places in the coaches the two aged nobles bowed to the favorite and her brother and went into the same vehicle glad to be united after long absence what do you say to that i do not like the old fellow a whit better than the cubs said jean du barry what a pity that little imp gilbert ran away as he was brought up in their house he might furnish particulars about the family said the countess the dialogue was broken off by the movement of all the carriages after a night at compagne the united courts the sundown of one era the sunburst of another swept intermingled on to paris that gulf which was to swallow up the whole of them End of chapter twenty four recording by john van stan savannah georgia